0: oh yeah. yeah 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 you got a new game yeah, yeah, yeah got new online friends i bet you do got maps yeah got a world oh good 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 got a campaign idea yeah brilliant 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 uh where does it start exactly it starts in a sorry no what in a tavern in a tavern in a tavern what are you what no 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 what are you like a snot goblin in mad? What are you doing? This is my top 10 countdown of how to start your game like a pro and not a snot goblin in a tavern. Hello and welcome. My name is Guy and you are watching my countdown of the top 10 ways to start a campaign. And I have done these before, but this one is... uh, so valuable, it's so worth mentioning and reflecting upon again and again and again as a GM, that I feel it becomes critical for us to review it, and to remember it. This week's sponsor is uh, RPGtablefinder.com or us, basically. Uh, Need to find a group to play with? Sick of your old group? Sick of your old players? Sick of your old GM? Just looking for more games? RPGtablefinder.com links down below and so yeah it's free more about it at the end of today's video starting at number 10 the awkward inn you place the PCs in a tavern an inn a drinking house a ship sailing somewhere and then you, you you place them somewhere mundane and then you hope like hell that something happens Sure, you've you've loaded the barmaid with, with questions, you've given the barkeep a mega backstory, and you even have a bounty board on the wall that, that the um, players could wander over to and have a look at. But the trick is that if you don't start something, if you don't start something like a tavern fight, or, um, you know, the barmaid goes over to the PCs and says, oh, do, do you want an adventure? And if you don't do something, if you're just letting the PCs to sit there... They're going to be sitting there waiting for something to happen. You're going to be sitting there waiting for something to happen. Everybody's desperately seeking adventure, and it's just not happening. It's a bad precedent set for your game as well. Everyone's like, oh my god, we're going to be looking for adventure for the whole bloody game. It's number 10 because it's a way to start, but it's the wrong way. Number 9. A common summons. Everyone is drawn by an order or a letter to a common place. They arrive at the same time, and this is adventure number one, so it's as the game begins. So none of the players have a chance of their PCs not going, avoiding it, doing something else before it starts. It's a very railroad way of beginning your game. It takes all of the agency away from the PCs being able to choose not to attend. But of course, the benefit is that it's an instant mission and there's no negotiation. Uh, there's, you know, it's, it's, it's just, it's straightforward. Your characters arrive at the Lord's Palace. He tells you the adventure. It's, it's, it's good because the briefing could be by a captain or a general outlining a plan. It could be a military thing, but it is very railroady. Number eight, the common problem. The PCs start in a problematic situation. It could be that their airship is on fire and is about to crash. They could all be in prison or in a collapsing temple or in a room that's filling with water. They might be in the middle of something and they not they don't know how it started because it's like, right, the room is filled with water, what are you doing? It can cause the party to work together because they have to unite in order to survive. So that's a brilliant technique. But there are lots of questions. How did I get here? Why did I get into this situation? It is a little railroady as well, so bear that in mind. You are setting the precedent for your campaign. Number seven, amnesia. Everyone has amnesia and is on a journey of discovery as to who are they? Oh, we don't know who we are. Oh. Unlike a common problem, which presents an immediate crisis for the party to gel around and to to, to work with, amnesia is a slow burner. The PCs could all wake up in their graves and not know what happened. Or in a medical ward with no memory of the past. As fun as it is, this then becomes the focus of your PCs' campaign, and it's, it's very tropey. It's like, who am I? We must travel and find out. It gets a bit dull after six PCs have started to go look into their backstory. It does, but it's not a bad way to start number six the pre-campaign adventure now you run a session zero as normal and then you run this the pre-campaign adventure it is a one shot that the pcs go through it must be self-contained and it must not offer any future adventures don't seed anything in this adventure it is a single one shot to get the group together the parties start off on the one shot and in any way that you like. It could be in a tavern. It could be on an airship. doesn't matter. But once the one shot's done, that's when your campaign begins. And usually it would be along the lines of, OK, six months later, you all find yourselves traveling down a road or however you want to then start it. So that's, that's number, number six. Now, the previous five examples are all slightly weak openings. Have you, as, as, as you have removed... The agency from the players—they're uh, not bad. They're not bad, but they're not as strong as they could be per se. I mean, they're, they're neutral starts, uh, either for the PCs or the players or for your campaign. They're not very—they're not very punchy generally. The next five are stronger as they link the PCs, the plot, and the players together instantaneously, but they are more difficult to pull off. Now, the easiest of them is number five: the giant battle sequence. Start the adventure with the words, roll for initiative, or group order, or whatever it is that you use to determine who's going first. Start in the middle of a gigantic combat. It causes unity through crisis, as we've seen in other examples, but the PCs are working together to survive. It shows them how they each fight. It lets them save each other. It gives a great first adventure, and it asks a lot of questions. Who is attacking? Why are they attacking? Why are we on this side? What are we doing here? Unlike the common problem, which could be frustrating for players whose PCs are not problem solvers, most characters can do combat and have a bit of fun. And then the battle is over and they're dismissed. And now they're a band of brothers who can now go forward and adventure. Number four, character backstory links. Ooh, By looking at the backstories of each of the PCs, you set the players together and create their, their coming together story, their origin story. Pull a marvel on the crowd. Now, you don't play it out as an adventure. You don't. Instead, you as the GM, you start by saying, it was a cold and windy day. Wow. Yeah. And then you pass it to the next player, who then gets a turn to build upon the story by describing what their character was doing uh, in first person. It was a cold and windy day, and I was huddled near a fire. My cloak wrapped around me. Wow. Yeah next player as the gm you introduce each character to the scene as you huddle near the fire you see pcx pcx you notice a fire and a figure no roles are needed they just making up the story as they go along as how they got together they can go wild take an hour take two hours as much as long as everyone's having fun explore their origin story how they got together it's a very different way of bringing everybody together and it creates a common backstory which is very strong number three the flash forward this is where you start the adventure near the middle of the adventure right so you start in the middle uh the pcs are in a bad situation you've plotted that the middle of the adventure is that the pc should be in a mine full of spiders right so somewhere in, in act two or, or wherever you happen to be there's spiders and it's a mine so you start the adventure with the ma- the mine begins to shake and spiders burst from the cocoons that surround you However, unlike a common problem or a gigantic battle, the PCs get to fight off a daring moment. And, you know, they have some some combat, a little bit of combat. And then you say, a titanic spider rises up in front of you, spraying venom. Then as as they're about to fight, as they're about to charge in, you say, however, two weeks earlier, and you are all in a tavern. It's an incredible metagame mechanic play that you are aiming to achieve but it is worth it if you can pull it off your players now have a sense of the future they know that they're going to be in a mine fighting spiders and there's going to be a titanic spider that they fight at the end if they are good players then they will play to getting back into that specific point you as the gm now have to use all of your powers to make sure that they do actually end up back in the mine with the spiders so it's risky but it can be really powerful number two the prologue here you give each player a pre-generated npc that you have made so adventure number one doesn't feature their characters it is only the npcs that you have now given them and they have a very specific instruction to do um what is that thing that they need to go and do maybe it's go and steal a giant gemstone maybe it's digging up a lost idol uh of the god ooh i mean whatever if the NPCs die that the PCs are playing, so they PC NPCs, or they succeed or they fail, it doesn't matter. But the final scene of the adventure, and it must be a single adventure session, right? It must be a single session, is the nemesis of the campaign succeeding in launching their diabolic their diabolic plan. It's meta as all hell, but it's the best kind of meta. The PCs know nothing of this, but the players do. And I find that with a flash forward or with a prologue, both of them are very, very meta right but the good kind of meta if you have the right kind of players because then they're like oh this is what the campaign's about i can't wait to start number one now before i launch into number one i'm not suggesting that every campaign you launch starts with this number one that would be incredibly boring all 10 of these that i have mentioned are valid means of starting a campaign some have strengths, some have weaknesses. well they all have strengths and they all have weaknesses um i've just cataloged them based on the gm skill or the skill of the players that you would need 10 to 5 are for low skill players and low skilled gms or new gms i should say five to one in terms of category require more finesse from you as the gm and more understanding from the players so read your players gauge your skill and go for it right so number one the common backstory origin adventure Unlike the common backstory uh, Link adventure earlier, where you had the players writing what their characters did, you get your players to make characters that are 10 years younger than their starting age would be for a standard adventure. So if they're starting at level one, these are level zeros. Reduce their skills, their attributes, their abilities, and all those wonderful things. Reduce them by half of what they might be at starting level. They don't have any specializations or any powers or training. Then you run an adventure. This is the PCs at their most vulnerable, and it creates an amazing opportunity for you uh, for the rest of the campaign, because once the PCs have finished this origin story adventure, where we're looking at them in their little village or in their their early days, you then start your actual main campaign, and it's them carrying on now. It's 10 years later, and, and off they go. But if you need the PCs to have some kind of local knowledge or some kind of common knowledge, you can then set a little adventure where they go back to being these juniors, they go back to being the kids, and they get that information. So that when we go back to the main adventure, they're like, oh yeah, well, we remember that we know this stuff because we actually played through it last week. It's really, 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 really powerful. And I mean, it can can be a truly amazing campaign starter to see these guys as kids. It really is a lot of fun to do that. Um, And of course, it builds great PC bonds. So that's it from me this week my top 10 what are yours did i miss one or do you think that the order is wrong would you put it in a different order let me know in the comments down below so what exactly is rpgtablefinder.com well, it's free to use. It's a platform for finding players, GMs, and games in your area or anywhere for that matter. It's global. In the next couple of weeks, the site is going to expand to include war games and board games. So it doesn't matter what you play, you will be able to find people online who are willing to do the same thing. So whether you're looking for an online TTRPG group, a virtual war game buddy, or even, safety permitting, sitting around a table, having a good old-fashioned table experience, rpgtablefinder.com is yours to use now it has currently over thirty-five thousand players and gms all looking for games so why not expand your friends list go make a new friend or five anyway until next time happy gaming